Evening guys, welcome to episode two of What Have You Got For Me? Uh, given the last weekend's football with a few derbies, we wanted to look at, you know, what is the best derby in the UK? Um, and on that note, hey Tack, derby day, what have you got for me? Uh, pretty quick answer, I will elaborate a bit further though, but for me the best derby has to be taken into account a couple of different things. It's not just feist, it's not just... You know, 22 lads kicking the shit out of each other, you know what I mean? As much as people have suggested things like the old firm, which which I get, and the Birmingham derby is a, a good one for a similar sort of reason as well. You've yeah. also got to take into account a couple of different things. How evenly matched they are for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, the quality on display. Yeah. So for me, that in many aspects rules out the Merseyside derby because it's always going to be historically, um, what's the word, like unbalanced. In yeah, terms yeah, of quality. yeah. You've got the... Passion side of it, which obviously you look for. You've got local rival, which you look for, but they're pretty out of sync, well, historically since, as well. Well, since Hillsborough, like, they, they don't hate each other anymore. Like, the city's quite, like, yeah. so there's no, like, we, we hate Liverpool at all. Yeah, no. Is it called the Friendly Derby? It pretty much is, yeah. That's there's nice. never any... So that, yeah. that immediately writes that one off. But, yeah, and uh, it's boring. And it's boring. Yeah. And, you know, Liverpool are expected to win pretty handsomely, which more often not they do, because yeah. they're much better team. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my vote is an off London Derby. Yeah, I think, you know, for the sake of argument, I think a lot of people on the um, on the post on, on, on Insta said, you know, the old firm, I get it, it religion, both teams it, battling yeah. for the top, but... I, I, get the, I get the passion side of it. I think, though, just for us, though, but we just said that we do English football, that's all I'm trying, do you know what I mean? Yeah, as, as a rule of thumb, though. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think passion, and you could argue it's always been a decider for the title, but... Yeah. True. But at the level, but like we're talking SPL, where they come in the Premier League? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, different a, argument, different day. Off that, uh, the quality aspect. Of yeah, because it's not, is it? I mean, the 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 one nils and stuff like that. There's a lot of hoofing the ball. It's, it's yeah, it's not like a, a good display. Of no, no, no. I watched. I watched. You've watched Rangers in the Champions League. They're great at home. Terrible away. I think the home. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, so you're saying North. I actually agree with you. To be honest with you, North London. I think. It's the first. Yeah, I think there's iconic moments. You know, the Henri where he's on his knees, you know, you've got the, they beat him in White Hart Lane. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing that I like about the derby is it's actually pretty even. Yeah, like, that's the key thing. To yeah, like, it's all, I mean, I don't know if you... Especially in the last 10 years or so, you can argue Arsenal were a lot better than Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, but in recent history. But I think, you know, on Saturday when it was on, I, I'm not an Arsenal fan, I'm not a Spurs fan, but I was like, I'm going to watch this game. Yeah. I think there's always something, and I think, I think you mentioned the other day, didn't you, like, one team always has a nightmare. Yeah, that's, a, again, that's purely of a neutral hat on that look at it, each team is going through a stink at the right time of the derby <laughs> yeah. and it either piles on the pressure and makes the stinker even worse or yeah. it's like a catalyst and they turn it around. I think yeah. Arsenal did that last year they managed to get a win over Yeah, and it ignites the season. And it ignited the season and, all, and the fans are brilliant on both sets. Either, <laughs> both one set of fans are guaranteed to get ahead of themselves and the other set of yeah. fans are guaranteed to have an absolute... What I do find I'm amazed... Well, what I find amazing about the Arsenal fans is, right, they discredit Spurs as, as, a, as a big club, don't they? Oh, yeah. they're nothing, we're better than... But when they beat them, oh, suddenly they're the, the world, best, best team yeah, in the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. make your freaking mind up. You made a good point, though. It's like, Arsenal maybe this year could prove to be slightly different because yeah. they have put a good shift together. But before that, they weren't, they weren't challenging for anything. They'd get, they'd get FA Cups if they had a good run. Beating Holland Villa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They'd get, they'd get that. I suppose, obviously, it's been well documented that they've won nothing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> make it that what you will. But both teams, their season is to get top four and beat the opposite yeah. side. bragging rights. And... That in turn leads to a pretty attacking game. Yeah, I think there's yeah. some good scores. Yeah, well, yeah, hundreds. Do you remember the goals as well? Do you remember that one? Um, it was like four on Bentley yeah. scored yeah, the yeah, volley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was like four with five minutes to go. And yeah, there was a, there was a. I might forget 
this wrong, actually. Was there a 6 3 one? Six, I think there's a 5 2. Yeah. There's a 5 2 Walcott hat trick. I remember, yeah, like, right, I hate there, Walcott. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind Walcott. He just turned it on, but I think with that spurt, I mean, I mean, you look through the walls. I'm just looking at the Insta page, you know. Um, I'm looking Sam Mason, 29.07 Villa Blues, Celtic Rangers, Newcastle Sunderland, West Ham, Millwall. It's like gone for these aggressive passion ones, which I get. Cause, which I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not taking scan the whole pack. No, because I want to watch a good game of football if I'm watching a derby. Yeah, I want the the, the 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 fans having a go, and I want. But in any football mile, there's no aggression on the pitch because no one's local lads anymore. No, no, you look at ten years ago, United City, for example. You had Manx against Manx, Liverpool, Everton, Scouts. I'd say a bit longer than ten years ago, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but now it's a lot of players like you know Roy Keane's massive. Like, why are they hugging? Why are they being mates? Like, mm. they're all foreign players, so like they don't hate each other. Even if you have Villa versus Blues now, like. The fans are going, but there's not the players wouldn't really be asked. Like it's just they know it's from the fans, but it's not a big thing. I'm just well, a lot, like, lot yeah. of these players say, for example, would be a good one. Take Raheem Sterling, for example, when he played for City. Yeah, he, he'd just be used to big games for when he had played Liverpool. He had the yeah. Merseyside derby, and then he's going to be not the yeah, Manchester yeah. derby. So he'll, he'll go, yeah, it means a lot because it's a derby. But it's but another it game. Have, it would have meant just as much from playing for Everton or playing for United yeah. just for Liverpool and City. Yeah, I think so it goes for like a Harland who's got like a it's not a derby but the big game of Munich. Yeah, yeah. What's well, the rivalry in it? The yeah. big players playing big games pretty much maybe once every four or five games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're used to it. I think one of the interesting ones is Joel Maguire once said the North East derby, and the fact is that I found out the other day is that the North East derby and the Glasgow derby firm, yeah. have to be played before midday or kick off at midday because of drinking. Because there's so much like abuse, and I think one of the lads I work with said that in the Mackham Newcastle, Newcastle Sunderland derby, they punched someone punched a horse. So I'm like, it's just yeah, great fans are losing their heads, but like we're talking about a game that you want to watch football with yeah. good football, like. Uh, and we are talking about forget from a neutral's point of view. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, I don't want to sit there spend in this example my morning or late morning. Yeah. Watching a nil nil. Aston just because and the fans have lost their heads, like just great. Fans are running onto the pitch, punching Jack Greer. Yeah, you know mental. What I mean? like, yeah, good for you, but it's just not a good. Not, not from a neutral point. Of view. No, I, think... I, know, I guess it causes it's a bit funny when it goes wrong. Yeah. Like, you know I, mean? I think if you watch it in a pub, though, because when I went to uni, I was mates with like loads of Villa oh, fans, loads of promies. Secondary, I couldn't care less about rugby. When I go to watch rugby in the pub, all oh, right, Belter really. Oh, because of the the, the social aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to be honest with you, if I'm in a pub and any games on, you've got fans That's in there. You, me, yeah, you're fair. But I'm going to say the Villa Blues game was very funny because I had Villa and Blurping fans losing their heads at each other. And I'm like, but the quality was well, that's terrible. That's the derby that actually makes losing their heads. And that's always yeah. funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could watch United versus Sunderland and my United fan loses. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, so, makes a lot of sense. Okay, I'm not discrediting it, but that's the reason, again, it's why it shouldn't be down as the best derby. Yeah, so I think, are we in agreement that we're going to actually agree? We actually are going to agree. So North that's London, based on the fans are funny. The game are always good, and the quality's though. Goals, um, both teams want to win. enough, both teams want to win, even even this side. I mean, Conte got a bit of stick, didn't he, this time round for playing a bit. That's negative. Conte ball, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, exactly. But even then, it got it got its goals. I mean, that was more for Arsenal doing their bit, I suppose, this time. But. Yeah, and I think if you look, if you watch the game, Spurs actually had a few chances where it's like they, if they've got the pass right or something, they could have got into it. But yeah. I think you look at them Spurs games when it was Wenger versus Redknapp, Wenger versus Poch, and. Mm. Whoever it was like Embry versus Forest, like they were always good games. They were always quite as good. And I was like you said, they're always battling for something. Yeah. It's not like Everton Liverpool ones. If, if you take the criteria in mind, it's how evenly matched are they? What's on the line? How good's the football going to be? And the fans. What's the aftermath going to be like? And what's the fans? Yeah, AFTV. Like, yeah. The aftermath like 
is it going to derail a season? Is it going to cat- be a catalyst for a season? It is. Each year it is one. It either derails one. Oh, Arsenal last season. Oh. I know it's only you can't call it a season. It's only two or three games. But it was their season, though, wasn't it? It was their that season. Was their climax. And yeah. It derailed them. There's no two ways. But they lost to Spurs and then they bottled top four. Yeah. That, that could come down from that North London derby. It was. Played Spurs that game and played even even like a big team like Liverpool and lost that. They would have gone. Perhaps it wouldn't have derailed them the same way. Because Spurs, Spurs were the ones who were breathing down the neck, exactly. and it's Spurs. Good point. Spurs breathing down the neck at the same time. Yeah. But had it been like West Ham breathing down the neck, maybe it could have too. So that's a fair point. No, I think that's I think that's fair. I think it's you know I'd love to hear from people if, if you think that's wrong. You know, feel free to comment on the post after this uh, about whether you agree or disagree. But based on what we're saying, what you said before, a bit, you know, actual game fans aftermath, what it means for the teams wasn't like. I think yeah, North London Derby. Happy with that one. Which up until recently, I think we wouldn't have really got. I think no. someone would have said that Manchester derby or yeah, it's not a derby, but Manchester versus uh, sorry Manchester United versus Liverpool. It's a rivalry, isn't it? Is more. I know it's not a derby, but maybe people would have dropped up saying, it. "Is that the best fixture?" But in terms of best derby, so the one you look out for now is City Liverpool, isn't it? Well, that yeah. is, but yeah. I mean, this season, probably, I don't know. I know, I know. But yeah, I think mentally we haven't mentioned the, the Manchester derby. I think because it's so. I'm just thinking so one sided because it, it's, it's kind of always been. It had say take twenty years. United were dominating, and then there was a brief layoff from two thousand. Either team could win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty even. United actually had a good record. Sit under Ollie. Yeah, they weren't really. It didn't decide much. No, there's no. It's never been decided anything. Bar the one season. There's one. There's one. One season when the company goal. Six one season and then the company goal. Yeah, that's the only season it's actually decided anything. The rest of it has been. The season after, I think City got the better United. But United run away. Yeah, and since then it's been. And then City have had the better hand. So it's never actually had that equal share. No, no, I agree. I agree. I think it's got to come down to what it what it actually does for the season. Moments, guess like the Fergie time stuff and all that. The Balotelli. What have you got? I was gonna say, what have you got for me? Yeah, one day. That's yeah, well, one day of football, I will have a, What have you got for me on a thermal? Um, cool, North London. That's happy. Which we've agreed on one topic. Yeah. So let's see if we agree on the next one. Yeah. I don't know if we do because it's both no, already. No, I no. This is one I've I this I came up with. This. I've I've been wanting to voice my uh, opinion on this. One of my <laughs> many arguably shocking opinions in football, but my opinion nonetheless. It did number nines ever really go out of fashion? So what have you got for me? Yeah. They did. Yes. They, they, because, and let hear me out. Oh, so the number nine is your focal point. He's your goals. He's he's historically your goal scorer. Your real um, your Van Nistelrooy's. Your I'm thinking even like Raúl. These sort of like oh, iconic Ibra players. Ibra's, yeah. Ronaldo and Messi come onto the scene. Both as wingers. Let's not. No, they were. Yeah, they, let's let's take what you they were. Also argue suggest that I'm going to say that that and a bit of FIFA as well actually, but he created the inverted. Henri started it. Yeah, yeah. But, but, it was, yeah but then he kind of got big, that 4 3 3. Yeah. On the wing. The 4 3 3, yeah, the cutting side, that's what I'm talking I about. I also will admit, I, I maintain FIFA had its hand in that as well. <laughs> well, because so. the overpowered wingers. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty. Ronaldo chop inside. Yeah, Ryan Robert. Oh, even circle, Shakiri. Yeah, exactly. If you want to beat Tech Robert. Rice, he was a good one. Oh, yeah, Rice, absolute hero. Shout out to Marco Rice. Um, but yeah, I think with Messi and Ronaldo coming in, they sort of took it away because it all became about them. And even though Ronaldo has developed into a nine and he was the top scorer. Yeah, but that's not Pete Ronaldo. No, he was always a winger, right? And I think with the emergence of the number 10, I think with the emergence of... 10s didn't really emerge, though. No, but like Ozil sort of 2010 World Cup, it's like, who's Ozil? And like these 10s started to come back. I know they're now being sort of like a De Bruyne who's like a midfielder sort of mm-hmm. slash 10. But I think there's so many creative players on the pitch now. 
You don't need one person to get you 25, 30 goals. Mm. You can spread it across. Look at City. How many players? Take Haaland out of the equation. Don't no, talk no, about him. No, last season and the season before. I think the season before last. You spread it, don't you? Gundo was City's top scorer. They even got 15 goals. Yeah, you get, if you have... Kev was uh, top scorer last season. Again, we got 15 on goals. Yeah, you have four or five players who get 10 to 15. That's your goals. Like, yeah. look at... I mean, Liverpool's prime example, isn't it? Salah and Mane, they're not, Mane played false nine, if you want to call that last season, but he's not a striker. So I, I think they've gone out of fashion because I don't, one, I don't think it's an attractive style to play. I don't think players want to see long ball anymore. They want to build up from the back, high but press. Nine don't mean long balls. City's a perfect example of that. No, I agree. No, fair, no, valid point. Yeah, I've actually stopped me in my tracks though. <laughs> uh, but well, you know, you know what's on that one, mate? <laughs> I think though, I think this idea of like playing, you know, all rotating positions and it's brilliant. Like even Liverpool even out with Nunes, he still he wasn't staying he's central. Old, but a number nine doesn't have to be a big stiff idiot. But that, is that what you is that what a number nine is though? Not necessarily number nine. Harlan's not a big stiff idiot. But but he's, he's a, a penalty box striker. He's a penalty box striker. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. People want more from strikers now, and that's why I think this whole having like a, a Jota for me. I'm saying about Liverpool is yeah, just yeah, a good yeah. guy. These forwards who aren't forwards. I know you hate the defensive forward thing. I know you. Yeah, that was just something Liverpool fans came up for. For me, you know, going hundred games about scoring. He's actually scored. He's actually scored more goal, uh, the same amount of goals as Jesus this season in less games. Arsenal fans, if you want to have, have me on that one, yeah, well, you know. Fans, yeah, you come at, like, honestly, come at me on that yeah, one because. Because I want to know that. Yeah, Zezu's best thing since sliced bread, Firmino has been, same goals, last games. Like, I'm have me on that. I'm assuming Arsenal shoes right now with Liverpool. We'll see. We'll we'll a lot more to share about. Right now, Sunday will be a big. Um, but yeah, I, I think they have gone. I think they did go out of fashion for as long as Ronaldo and Messi were, uh, were playing on the wings mm. because I think even Benzema, right? He's now coming into his own. Ballon d'Or probably going to win it, but he was like having to be selfless and do less because of Ronaldo. So obviously he is not in fashion. Would you say that about any player playing in a team with Ronaldo at his peak? Yeah, but I think a lot more teams try to model their game on a Messi and Ronaldo and try to get these wingers because it's harder. To, two centre backs can mark a striker. Very hard for a fullback to work out a winger who's coming inside of time. Look, how many, how many players did Henri rip apart? How many players did Salah rip apart? Like, even with City now, like, Mares, Ford, and like, they, without Han, they were your key guys. So, your top players have always ripped players apart, though. Shearer was a number nine. He, he would have ripped players apart in his day. Yeah, but that's what I... That, I I'm not disagreeing, not disagreeing no. with you, but the reason why I, I have to disagree that I don't think nines did go out of fashion is because tell Kareem Benzema or Robert Lewandowski... And Harry Kane had passes number nine. No, I agree. Yeah, we, yeah. And we, City put £125 million on the table for him when they played with a uh, gone false nine. Yeah. They no. played with false nine. They had, they had Aguero before that. Tell him that it went out of fashion. Uh, Luis Suarez. Is Luis Suarez a number nine, though? That's my question. Yeah, he just, he's a goal, goal, goal scorer, wasn't he? I think this will come into our bagsman debate when we have that, yeah, which will be a, That is a massive one. Um, but I think I think it comes down to what is a nine. Because when you say number nine to me, I think big... Striker, hold it up. Van Nistelrooy doesn't do anything outside the box. Mm. Sorry, United fans. I know he scored that one goal against Fulham where he went length at pitch. Apologies. But a number nine for me is a penalty box striker. And that isn't a thing anymore. So I think, in my opinion, if that's what we're saying a number nine Harland, is... Haaland is maybe... Are you saying he's, um, he's back. a bit of an anomaly? Yeah. I mean, he's an anomaly. He's an anomaly anyway. He's not a human. He's not a human. non-human player to ever play football. There's no... Like, Benzema and Lewandowski are the only ones at the moment who are still playing at the top level who you could consider a real number nine. That is out of fashion. Fair point. But I'm talking over the course of, say, five years. Did they ever really got a fashion? Because you, you had Aguero, you had Robert Lewandowski, you had Karim Benzema, now you got Haaland. It, there, there was no... There was no layover. We never went no. for a good number nine. No, and, I... And the top teams, the, the teams that really won stuff 
had a number nine. City, City obliterated the league with Aguero. Yeah, okay. Bayern Munich obliterated the league anyway, so maybe not the best example. Real Madrid won all sorts with Benzema. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And the then, only ones you, live, you could argue are Liverpool. Yeah. And... And then City recently when they had like Gundogan and Force Nine and stuff like that. I, ju- I, ju- I, th- I just think that the, the, like, the ideology of the winger has sort of stopped it and I think that came from... Probably on restarted it, but then it never really continued. It was the wingers up and down, but like... Over the last five years, the Salah Mane thing has took wingers to another level, I think. Mm, yeah, I agree. You know, and Hazard was a bit different. He was like a tricky take with his on. These two are just goal scorers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think it did go out of fashion because over the last five, six years, it was about your wingers and your goal scoring midfielders. Like, Oh, did it go out of fashion or did we just happen to have a shortage of world class knights? And know, yeah. of world class wingers. Yeah, and I think a lot of teams will be a little bit more fluid like that. Given the chance, would any team have stepped up the chance to sign a Lewandowski? Barca have put 45 mil on the table for her. How old is he? Like, yeah, 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, all, they're always in high demand. A guy who can yeah. score 25, 30 goals a season will forever be high. Really, you ask any Liverpool fan, like, how much. Uh, most of them were like, we need to still sign a striker. We're still, you know, that right, all so the time. the league last season, and they still went out and signed a number nine. <laughs> Yeah, that's just not fair, is it? No, but like, that's no, no. how important it is. They, they, Pep Guardiola saw that and thought, like, we can't sustain that. We need someone who's yeah. guaranteed to score goals. And he is, so... Goals are the... You know, goals and clean sheets are the only things you ever really need. To win titles. Right. So, a number nine is guaranteed to score 25 yeah. goals. How can that possibly go out of fashion? <laughs> yeah. I just... I think it's just more because you spread the risk more. I think if you have one number nine who's going to score the goals, if he gets injured... Well, 100%. I, I looked at it. I think... I've not looked at it, but I reckon Haaland scored about eighty-five. We keep referring to Haaland; it's not six. Shots. It's just, but it is. It is the, the best example. No, of the it is right now. Yeah, and he's scored all the goals, so that does spread your um, put your eggs in one basket. So there is that. Like if he broke his leg next game, touch what he doesn't actually touch what he does. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Do City have enough to, to guarantee s- just to pick up where they left? Yeah, not where he left off because his goal scoring is phenomenal, but still scoring enough goals to win trophies. From last season, you'd argue yes. I mean, yeah, but from this season we don't, don't really know. Well, you're like forward. Man, man, forward Sterling and Hayes, who's gone? Foden managed to score a hat-trick. Julian Alvarez scores goals. Yeah, that's annoying me with that set. They've also got this Julian Alvarez. Who's he? Like, he's meant. He's oh, well good. He's well good. Unbelievable. 12 million quid, I think they paid. For. So you paid 62, 62 million quid for Haaland and Alvarez who are potentially going to score well, I don't know, 100 goals between them this season. Yeah, I'll be like 80 for Haaland and 20 for Alvarez, you know what I mean? Haaland might have an injury as well. Um, yeah, so I think on that one, I we'll think. Wrap it up, though. So you're maintaining. I'm maintaining they went out of fashion. I I do think that Even because of... you were silenced for collectively about thirty seconds. We can tell you're a salesman, can't you? Do you know, have me on tour. Yeah, I think I can. I can yeah, I I I'll, I'll stick by your guns. I will. Yeah, I think I just think they went out of fashion. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear people's feedback on that as well. Actually, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll have uh, people disagreeing with me, but um, hopefully, I want to. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think hair tax bit of the week fantasy. Who's in? Who's out? Uh, I've made changes this week. I had a stinker last week, so I was in the states doing the world tour. So you know, yeah, in the states tour. I Promoting. Say. East coast is ready. West coast got some work to do. LA's but, not taken to football no, yet. For um, some reason, my fantasy league app won't work. Premier League app, obviously, because it was all in the states. Yeah, so it like, doesn't. Sky Bet doesn't either. Yeah, right. So. It told me, faffed around, certain players were there, I thought, I forget it. But somehow, and another, Salah ended up as my captain, and not Haaland. And I thought Haaland was my captain, I was buzzing, I fucking hell, like, three goals, two assists. I check it, Salah's my captain. What did he He's get? He managed 10 points as captain. Haaland ended up with 20. 
we do our head-to-head, a loss to the average by about 10 points. Uh, I'm saying hard up, yeah. It's my, it's my fault. Yeah. Fine, because I should have checked, but I feel I've done by there. But yeah. I, I have made changes. Uh, I took Harrison out from Leeds. Yeah. I took Salah out. Mm-hmm. I took Salah out. Yeah. He was an old faithful for me back in the day when I did back the league more. I mean, it's playing Arsenal awesome uh, weekend. Kevin De Bruyne in and uh, Rashford. Rashford's a good shout, unless I think he's going to bounce back a bit. Um, I've actually just gone one change. I'm going to take Trent out, I just think, against Arsenal. Arsenal are going to score, and I just don't... Kept I think in. Martinelli versus Trent's going to be probably a massive good thing. Good and I think I think Martinelli might rip him apart, to be fair. And I've actually brought Cancelo in. You've got Southampton at home. Yeah, Walker's injured, so you're all, he's going to play. And he's, I reckon, outside of the foot pass we keep talking about. Unbelievable. Um, and then pick of the week. I... Cannot look further than Sunday, half four, Liverpool, Arsenal, Liverpool, should I say. I think it's the biggest, I think it's the first time anyone, bar the heart, the, the most faithful Arsenal man can say Arsenal have been favourites for Liverpool Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. The only time I, favourites. Yeah, 100%. Would you? The only time Arsenal have beat Liverpool in the last sort of couple of years is when Liverpool had already won the league. Really? And they went to, I think they lost 2 1. It was like, you know, you know your facts, don't you? you I do. Put them in shame a little I've got bit. some Arsenal fan mates and. Believe me, I've had to rehearse these. Yeah, you've rehearsed them. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like Robert De Niro, you know, taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I honestly can't, I, I think that'll be a game, I think Merson's come out and said it, Annie, Liverpool lose the 14 points behind Arsenal. Serious issues there. And I think that Arsenal playing class. Arsenal playing, playing absolutely brilliant. My issue with that... Playing great, midfield's not providing much... Creativity is not providing much of a defence. Well, yeah, that was it. It's never been creative. Coming from it, no, going through it. No, it's never been creative, but it's always. Odegaard is in form, and Yusakas and Martinelli's the wingers you mentioned. Jesus, I reckon Jesus licking his lips. Is that that's how I got this? And the only player, the only Liverpool player who's got the head at the moment is uh, Allison. He's gonna be busy on Sunday. He's gonna be busy. Yeah. With Van Dijk to pull out a big game, though. Let's not forget. If any, if Liverpool players turn up and have a big game and win, season's done. That could be an Arsenal. Oh my Absolutely. god, we've realised we're not actually that good. Liverpool mm. rattled back. Well, Arsenal for me, if they lose that, will have failed the two biggest tests. Don't forget the last to United. Well yeah. as well. Yeah, and they, they lose to you guys and. Yeah. You guys, shit, you weren't meant to say. What team is for? Cracking. No worries. Uh, my pick of the week. You went for an easy one. I just can't see past it. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no absolute blindness. I'm going to go a little bit more alternative, just I guess for the sake of it. But Newcastle, Brentford, kind of caught my eye because Newcastle is on our radar. Yep. Don't forget, and we are going to do a show on that. We'll just call it the radar. Yeah, the radar. I've got a couple of teams on the radar. We'll bring over the next couple of weeks. Um, so Newcastle there, and Isak is easy fit. I know that. I know him and Gu- uh, Gomez, uh, Bruno, what Gomez yeah. was a bit fifty. But Newcastle, that'll be there'll be goals in that game. I yeah, I fancy it. So that, that'll be mine as well. Cool. So well, let's see if let's see if we get our picks of the week right. I think we picked Leicester Nottingham last week and pretty and again, much spot on. Constant bid to plug and encourage participation. Feel free to uh, tell a draw forecast as well. Yeah, picks of the week, guys. Nice one. All the best.